skies of blue and clouds of white the bright blessed day You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. The views on this show are not necessarily the views of KUCI, UCI, or its border regions. To learn more about this program or other programs on KUCI, log on to KUCI.org. My name is Ann. You're listening to Operation Community Stimulus. You can always reach me through my website, which is OperationCommunityStimulus.com, and I always look forward for comments or suggestions that you might have. We have a uh, Dr. Bashar Ishmael with us today. He is a uh, emergency medicine resident at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming in to share this good stuff today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Well, uh, I know that you're here on vacation, so I really appreciate you coming in and and, uh, sharing with us, uh, you know, the good stuff that's going on out there. I love California. Anything for California. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell? Can you tell us what um, you know? Some things that in the emergency room. Maybe share with us some of the stuff about um, you know. You know what? What do you treat? What, what do you see? The biggest thing in in Texas going on. Okay, so um, I guess I'll start like the way we start in Texas. I'll say howdy, everybody. Um, let me give you guys a background first of all, where did I come from? Uh, originally, I'm mm-hmm. from Saudi Arabia, but I, I got lucky and I got accepted at Baylor College of Medicine, which is a one of the uh, uh, the best, actually, college of medicine, not just in the States, in North America itself. So, Baylor, it's the first medical school in Texas. It was... Um, Part uh, it was actually established by by Debakey, the godfather of surgery over there, and he is one of the godfathers not just in 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 in, uh, hmm. in uh, the United States, just in the world. His impact was in all over the world. Um, Baylor is one of the medical schools in Texas Medical Center, where I do work actually, me and my colleagues and. Uh, the volume of the patients is very high volume. I worked in Bintop General Hospital, which is uh, one of the biggest level one trauma center in Houston. We see a lot of stuff, um, gunshot wounds, um, accidents, um, heart attacks, um, to the minimum stuff, sore throat. So it's a wide variety of patients, good exposure, good learning, beautiful staff, helpful faculties. What exactly led you to get into the medicine, sir? <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's, it's a long, long story. Um, um, uh, so long story short, I like helping people. Mm-hmm. I love actually um, see my impact on the others. So that's why I got into medicine. And why I got into emergency medicine, I don't know. Maybe I like action. <laughs> action action is, is, is actually the bread and butter of my life. I like action. I hate routine stuff. That's why actually I got into emergency medicine. Never a dull moment, is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything is in you. Everything is in you. You don't know what's going on. Well, now I understand that you, you've done some medical practice in, in uh, before you moved here. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I graduated 2006 from King Saud University, which is one of the um, biggest universities in, in Saudi Arabia and actually in the Middle East. It's a 
it's an advanced uh, medical school. I worked three years over there and moved to the States. I was born in Indiana, just like you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Bloomington City, hi Indiana. <laughs> so uh, my dad was there doing his master's and PhD and it was like mm -hmm. I was born there. So um, I did my medical school. So mo actually, all my education was in Saudi Arabia. Then I moved back to the States to do my residency. And I was lucky to get into Baylor. Well, the whole, the whole. Um, I know other family members of yours, and I think you come from a very good. I appreciate. Very, very good. Yeah, I appreciate. Very good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think there's something to be said about us people from Indiana. <laughs> Some friendliness going on, maybe. <laughs> something about those dirt roads, I think, does that. Oh yeah. But what do you? What do you now? Do you have you worked with all different ages in, in the emergency room? Is there? You know, how how does that? Um, so. Um, I just did my first year. So during the first year, you're exposed to different ages except the, we call them the pediatrics, the children. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to start working on this next year. But it's, it's uh, part of our training to be trained from actually young infants to extreme ages. So you will be ready to deal with all type of emergencies. That's I guess exactly. you have to become a uh, mind reader when it comes to a kid, maybe. Oh, yeah. It's so, a so mind reader and friendly with the family, uh -huh. treat the parents, <laughs> and keep smiling. That's yeah, the way it is. That, hey, that works for me, too. <laughs> um, you shared something kind of interesting that I like for the listeners to hear about, because I think everybody in the country has pretty much heard about that guy that... Uh, um, I know you know where I'm going. Yeah, that, that the Florida incident. He ate? Is that what he did? He oh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, he was under the influence of, of uh, drugs, actually. It's called the bath salts. Mm -hmm. It's it's a new um, street drug that, unfortunately, has been um, abused by the young generation. Um, I will use this opportunity just to educate the listeners about this. Guys, don't do it. It's <laughs> not funny. It's not, uh, it will not, never make you cool. It will kill you, and maybe you, you will kill other people because of this. So this bath salt started to emerge to the, to the streets in 2010, and uh -huh. it's getting, actually, um, it's getting more and more nowadays, and should be stopped totally. Hmm. Well, I remember seeing on the Internet the story, but I didn't realize that, that but it, you know, the drugs is, I don't think drugs are too healthy, huh? Uh, never, <laughs> never, actually, yeah, just, uh, yeah. just uh, be away from this drug. So, so uh, let me use this opportunity to just orient the listeners about this drug. So this drug messes with your central nervous system, make you agitated, hallucinated, um, increases your temperature, and you may, have, uh, may maybe die from hyperthermia, heart attack, maybe... You will kill somebody and you're not actually, you're not acting yourself. And a lot of patients actually died and there's cases actually reported death because of this thing. Um, uh, the problem is um, uh, nobody actually listen. They should start listening and learning from the experiences. And I wish uh, one day we'll hear that there's no bath salts on the streets. But and this, this is, is something my... that they make. Is that what this is? is oh yeah, it's manufactured. It's it's uh, something you can see it in in some of the stores. It's only five to ten dollars. I don't know what is the exact price with different name. One of the one of actually the funny funny names is Vanilla Sky. That's one of the names. It has it has different names. Vanilla Sky and and, and different actual names. But wow, but huh. it's not funny. Don't do it, guys. 
California be healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to food for thought, huh? <laughs> Greg, Greg is going to make us all healthy. That's cute. No, I just, I mean, I'll never forget whenever I read that article, I couldn't imagine that a drug would do, but I guess drugs can make you do some silly, unpredictable things. I agree. It messes with the mm-hmm. chemistry in the body, which mm-hmm. is not, not mm-hmm. actually funny. Mm-hmm. Not funny, not healthy. Well, hopefully, you know, listeners will realize that, I mean, I don't think that if you can't, you know, I, I mean, work through things, you know, find out what's wrong and, you know, don't yeah. break the drugs. That's yeah. definitely how they... What about um, elderly people? That's another one of my favorite topics. Have oh, you yeah. done much? Have you got the opportunity to take care? Yeah, sometimes during the... The, the past year, we've we, we taken care of a lot of elderly people. Actually, the, in the ER, we must take care of anybody, not just the elderly. But uh, paying a close attention to them is one of the things that you have to do because um, there are different stuff going on in the system because elderly, they respond to stuff. They, they don't respond to the pain the way we are, actually. The infections, the, the immune system itself, it's going down with years. Um, the accident, you could just pay close attention to certain stuff in elderly population. But um, also, don't forget the, the psychological part. So elderly need also psychological support as well. That's the way it should be as well. That's kind of fun. They're like little kids at play. I exactly, think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Taking care of them, yeah. volunteer with them. And if they are in the hospital, close attention to everything. And, you know, they are just uh, bigger children. Yeah, they are. I yeah. just, I just do really love them. How is the obesity situation going in the in the United States oh, around the cra- world? It's crazy. <laughs> Me and myself, I'm obese. I gained ten pounds since I moved to Texas. <laughs> nice food. <laughs> uh, barbecue. Oh, I love steak, barbecue. A lot of, a lot of beautiful food. You cannot resist. But it's really, it's a real interesting topic because the obesity, the percentage of obese children is going up and up and up. Hmm. And if you just count the number of the fast food restaurants that we have just in one street, you will be surprised. I mean, some of the hospitals, they will have McDonald's in the hospital. Which really? Is not, yeah, which is not, which is, which is not, not funny, actually, not mm-hmm. good. But um, it's a business. Mm-hmm. And we have to educate people about this thing. Mm-hmm. Healthy food activity, sports, um, family should get involved with the kids, and uh, parents should be a good role, uh, I mean, a good role model, you know, you don't just ask yourself, ask yourself actually, how can I lose weight to, you know, help my kids to lose weight, that's the way it should be, it's not just asking the kids to lose weight. I kind of look at what you do as kind of like when I was a general contractor, I had to know a little bit about everything. So I think that's probably what an emergency room physician would have to be like. Is that right? Oh, yeah. You have to be on the tip of your toes. That's everything, everything. You have to be actually on top of everything. Be ready. Um, Deal with every person as like he's a part of your family, Mm -hmm. the way you want to treat your family. Because people come to you when they are desperate. We make differences in emergency doctors. That's that's exactly what makes most of us go to emergency medicine. We make difference. Small touch of you will heal a lot. So you better be a good doctor, good clinician, and pers- your, your personality should be a good personality because you're not just dealing with, with a patient. You're dealing with a patient, with his family. Sometimes you, you have to break bad news, sometimes good news as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's fun. I'm excited about it. 
I love my uh, institution, I love my hospital, I have my faculty, I love everybody over there. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you ever participated in very many surgeries or anything? Actually, um, surgery is not my uh, favorite cup of tea. Okay. There are, uh, but we have to do two months of surgery during our training. Um, surgery, like like other things, actually, it's difficult. It's not easy, but I've seen a lot of it. I've mm -hmm. seen. Well, you have to be able to be a good fit for whatever you're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a big respect for my our colleagues in surgery. They are dedicated people like other doctors. They're dedicated. They spend a lot of time in the hospital. They do a lot of stuff that we don't do it, actually. Well, and I think that's really important that you get out there and that you have got in the trenches with them because that does give you a higher respect for what they do. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You have to know what's going on and how they do things upstairs, mm -hmm. not just you just treat the patient and let them go. Just follow them and see what's, what's going on upstairs. Do you think medicine has had a lot of improvements over the years? Um, it depends what type of medicine we're talking about. There's a politics and there's a medicine... And there is something else. <laughs> so let's 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 see. Let's talk about medical education. So medical education, yes, I think it's going better and better because we we uh, learn from our mistakes. Um, and if we are talking about the medical care, um, based on on my institution, what I'm seeing, everybody is is working hard to serve the patients and provide them with the best. Hmm. Actually, we have a good operation system, a good operation team. They are actually on top of everything to make stuff, you know, make everything looks better for the patients and for us as well. Um, and if you go to the politics, which I don't want to go through, the, the insurance, the complications, and, and these stuff, that, I don't think we're going anywhere over there. It, it will take a lot of time to fix the system. Well, that's something I've never asked a physician about because my opinion, not UCI's opinion, <laughs> KUCI's opinion, is that if an insurance company allows you to be the physician at hand, why do they stop the physician from making the decisions that they think is right if they have agreed them? I don't understand that. Is that politics? Yeah. Is that what that is? It is complicated. It has a lot of things in it. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I stop thinking about it because... <laughs> you will end up, so yeah, I always remember one thing. I have a patient, I have to treat him, because if he was one of my family, I want to treat him. Mm -hmm. That's the way I think. And what's remaining, it comes with the time. I don't, I, I don't think about what the, the, the subsequent steps unless it's related to his health, related to his life, related to the, the current situation. Uh, I don't know much about actually the, the insurance and the complications of insurance, but I know it's a big, big issue, and it's actually the topic of the scene now, because, you know, the election is coming in the way, mm -hmm. everybody will play this card, mm -hmm. uh, the health care reforms, and, and, and it, it, it is actually politics. It's a lot of fun. That's why I told you, is it politics, is it medicine, and we have other stuff. So maybe doctors should be part politicians, huh? Oh, they are politicians, actually. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. No, that's just something that always bothered me because I was like, gosh, you know, doctor, are you waiting for insurance approval? Then why did why did they, you know, bring you on board and approve you as a doctor if they're not going to, you know, put a lot of weight on what you think the patient yeah. needs? So. Yeah. 
But now, so tell me some of the happy things that's happened in in your, uh, you know, in your ventures. Is uh, oh yeah, a lot of happy stuff. So you know, when you deliver good news, it's just not you make the day or the night of your patient. You 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 go home happy. Whenever you save life, you will feel happy. That's that's kind of like the thing that make up like the charity work. That's people feel happy if they do charity because they they serve mm -hmm. other people and i think this is one of the uh most important thing to be dedicated mm -hmm. um you will be tired fatigued but somehow when you see the smile of your patient when they say thank you doctor mm -hmm. you will feel okay i did something today and you will share this with your colleague as well my daughter had her tonsils taken out in evansville indiana and um she told me before the surgery, she said, Mom, you can leave. She was like maybe middle school. You can leave. I don't need you. I'm a big girl. Oh, <laughs> like that's the cool. mom's going to leave. <laughs> right. So they come out to tell me after the surgery that I should be proud of her because she said, tell doctor, can't remember his name, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to see you, they said. Though they want you. She wants to see her mom. <laughs> and she had a lot of ice creams, huh? <laughs> she had a lot of ice creams, a lot of, uh, yeah. But I do know that she, when she went home from her surgery, gosh, she's had more surgery than I've had come to think of. That's okay. It's okay. She can't handle it. <laughs> but I remember that she come home and I had left a couple of days later and, and I don't know what happened, but I just remember she was bleeding up, up in her mouth. So I don't know if something come loose. I, I don't know how that works. Do you? No, I don't know. Actually, don't, this is different. Yeah, this is different. Yeah, this is different yeah, special. Yeah. This is a way, way from my my yeah. scope of practice. But I thought that was kind of cute. You can go, mom. I don't need you. The first thing. Yeah. I tell doctor, thank you, and can my mom come in? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, I I can attest for the parents are happy when you guys take care of our children. Oh yeah, children, yeah, so. definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, we all have parents actually, and then if they are happy, we're happy. So, who encouraged you to be a, a doctor? Was it family or oh. everybody? Oh, that's that's a that's nobody. a fascinating <laughs> story. Actually, my dad, uh -huh. my dad himself, he wanted one of the family mm -hmm. to be a doctor. He's a PhD holder. He's not an MD, actually, and he he has a lot of respect to doctors. He has a lot of friends for doctor friends, mm -hmm. and and um, I remember one one day when I graduated from high school, I applied to medical school and I wasn't accepted. And I was depressed because it's it's not just the thing that I want to do. It's also my dad wants me to be a doctor mm. as well. It's not just my passion, his passion. And he was he he didn't show me his his sadness at that time. And I had to go through pharmacy school. So I did pharmacy school one and a half year, and um, I ended up asking myself, Is it really this is what I want to do? And I, I I just touched base with the um, medical school. I, I realized that I'm eligible to transfer my records and apply again to medical school. Even it's it was late, but I said okay. So I applied. I got accepted, and I went home actually. And I saw my dad. And dad, I just I just said to myself, let's let's play a joke now. Dad, I don't want to go to school anymore. I quit. I will go to work. <laughs> and he was depressed and said, why, son? We all went to school. Why you? He said, okay, just I got accepted to medical school. And he was super happy and it was a nice moment. And that was actually the big reason. I, I, loved, I loved biology and helping people. And uh, I've seen my dad happy and, and, and my, all my family, actually my mom also, she was super happy. And, and that's exactly what, what, what pushed me to medicine. And I'm the only MD in the family, so it's... So you're needed. 
<laughs> it's a big responsibility, believe me. The first, whenever I see my phone ring, and I know it's not just Bashar, I miss you. It's, oh, I have this hurting me. What do you think? <laughs> Well, I don't know, but I do hear, I have heard from a little birdie that you said you'll probably die today. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you call you in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and it's, it's a lazy call. <laughs> I have a sore throat and you wake you up from sleeping and say, maybe you will die tomorrow. <laughs> Cry me a river. <laughs> did, you say, did you say, let's get on Google and find you an emergency room to go to? <laughs> you know, it's funny. They call you after they Googled everything and they just want a confirmation. I said, okay you're doing good just go to sleep man (laughs) yeah my sister worked in a psychiatric hospital she was a nurse for 25 years so it's always nice to have somebody oh yeah 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 so do you think then that medicine right now i mean have you ever do you know i don't know that you know much about robot surgery but i've heard that's an uh, upcoming um surgery actually what's upcoming a robot has been there for a while robot surgery was one of the best moves actually and and it's uh it's designated for surgery. When you say robot surgery, it means that robots will be in the operation room. Currently, there is a big, big project. They're implementing technology and medicine. When I say medicine, I'm not just talking about surgery. We're talking about emergency medicine, talking about internal medicine. You can serve every single population. As a matter of fact, if you read what's going on now, you will think in 20 years from now, we won't be going to the hospital. The hospital will come to you. Uh, one of my good friends, he's interested in these things. He's, he's a doctor in San Diego, um, uh, and he is actually one of my mentors as well. Um, he is working on these stuff, and, and whenever he, he explains to me what's, what's going on in the technology and the medics and medicine, how to implement technology and medicine, I, I say, this is fascinating. Man. So we will never see patients. He said, oh, this is the project. Um, I'm so excited to meet him tomorrow as well because I want to know where do they stand as well. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. We, we have a lot of problems. So when you have a patient come to the hospital, it means the hospital will pay him money and he will occupy by a bed and he may stay in the hospital for a while. If we can, you know, cut the circle and make shorter time of admission, so let's do it. Technology is the, I mean, technology is the answer. Um, what do you think about... Um all the different medicines that are out there, do you think that sometimes doctors are too apt to, to prescribe? I mean, you, you look at the Michael Jackson and, and <laughs> stuff like that. It just seems... By the way, I'm a big fan of Michael Jackson. That's well, to Indiana, begin. come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I almost cried when he died. So, um, doctors should be responsible. Uh, you have to know that, actually, if you read in some cultures... The meaning of the word doctor is not an English culture. If you go to the Arabian culture, specifically in some part of the Middle East, is the reflect wisdom. So you have to be wise. So act upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't give medication unless your patient needs it. And once be- before you sign the prescription, just think: if he is one of my family member, would I proceed with this move or just? or rethink it. Just, this is the way you should practice. There's a common sense and there's something called nonsense, so we should differentiate. between. There's a fine line between these two things. You know, the doctors that I've, that I've come across over the fat past few years have got some really good people skills. That's... Uh, I think it's going to require that, don't That's you? part of the craft. I think it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a, uh, is there any kind of a web address for your hospital that we could give out if anybody might want to research and learn oh, more about uh, your... Oh, so, so uh, we'll, let's, let's go back and talk about 
Texas. I'm a big fan of Texas. Yeah. I love Texas. <laughs> I moved from D.C. to Texas because I'm a big fan of, uh, of Baylor itself. I knew every single information about Baylor College of Medicine before I got into, before actually I applied to Baylor. Um, so Texas Medical Center is, is one of, it is the largest actually medical center in the world. We have more than 10 hospitals, two medical schools, two nursing schools, and one public health school, and with the intention of expansion. It's uh, it's. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So we have uh, big names like MD Anderson. We have uh, our hospital, which has been top general hospital. We serve the community, the poor community. Where the we are actually f- the frontliner for every um, trauma patients. You know the uninsured patients, mm-hmm. the 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 population who really, really in deep, deep need for help. So we we serve them. Um, uh, if you just Google Texas Medical Center, and you will you will see a lot of different options and hospital, and depending on your financial status and depending on a lot of factors on your need, you will you can access these hospitals. Uh, however, there are a lot of websites on online if you want to go and read more about Texas. Wikipedia as well; they have a lot of information about Texas and Texas Medical Center. That's awesome. Well, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. The views on the show are not necessarily the views of KUCI, UCI, or its border regions. We've been listening to Dr. Bashar Ishmael, and he is an emergency a medicine resident at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas. Howdy. <laughs> I love Texas. I like that. Good way to end this show. And my name is Ann, and you can always reach me through my website, which is Operation Community Stimulus. And thank you so much. Thank you.